it's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids trick-or-treating, the adults having sex in costume, and when every horror fan shows their scaredy cat friends their favorite horror movie while annoyingly making everyone aware that if we have to listen to Christmas songs for two months, we are going to be blasting the crap out of Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party and Michael Jackson's Thriller. Welcome to Fright Night. I'm kidding. Welcome to Bitch Out of Water. We are the World Girls, and this is a show where we talk about experiencing the good, the bad, and the ugly of life and in today's episode we're celebrating the spooky i'm lorina this is the only season i'm happy and i'm very happy <laughs> to be here with the scaredy cat of the group steph zabra sisters uh yes i am indeed the scariest scarediest scaredest all the time scared but uh nonetheless still love you too scarified also, I am very happy to be here with the only person that I know enjoyed Halloween Kills, Roxy Stryer. I could convince myself to like anything, I think. <laughs> if you think about it long enough and you're like, wow, that was really, really poignant. You know, evil does die tonight. That's what happens. I hope it did. I hope evil did die tonight. No, that was Halloween end, Steph. You know what happened in Halloween Kills. But it didn't die. I need it to die. That's a you problem. <laughs> Make your own movie. My expectations on the film were unfair. <laughs> Ro Roxy just quoted the internet. Make your own movie when a, when a troll is mad at the director or the writer. Oh, man. The good news is we're going to be talking about all my favorite things. I'm very happy about talking about this episode. We're going to be talking about horror movies. We're going to be talking about all the spooky things we do during this season, like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and Roxy does weird East Coast stuff, like I guess she bobs for apples. I still don't know what that is. It's some American costume. We're going to be talking about our favorite candy, all of the things. So why don't we start with horror movies? Because obviously I could spend several podcast episodes talking about horror movies, but I want to start with Steph, who has not seen a lot of horror movies, but uh, she actually just watched some brilliant masterpieces this year, like Alien, for example. I'm so happy that you did that. So do you actually watch anything spooky during the season, Steph? Or are you too scared? I don't have someone who's always sleeping next to me, so I don't want to watch scary movies alone. If I was with you two, I would want to watch a few this season because there are some that I'm like, it is cool to get into the spooky season. I do think it's an elite season that I want to partake in more. But unfortunately, Dee, I hate to hijack this moment in which you thought I was going to talk about horror movies. And instead, <laughs> the only Halloween movie I've seen so far was... Hocus Pocus 2 and I'm a Hocus Pocus purist and I wasn't going to watch the second one because I think it's just still great. I rewatch it every year. You don't. It's so good. It doesn't need anything changed to it. So I was like, what the heck? And also Bette Midler, she's been like off her Twitter rocker lately. So I just haven't been that excited about it. But then Darina showed us this unbelievable TikTok video of this Texas mom 
Jamie Gooch, who said that the movie is unleashing hell and the cantations are sending like Satan into the households. And I was like, all right, fuck this. I have to watch this movie now. So I watched it and it's actually really fucking cute. It's not as good as the first one, but I think it's a good continuation. And I would I think like all the little the little witches in training this is a, a solid one for them. I kind of thought the same thing. It was cute, but I am with you, Steph. And look, Hocus Pocus is actually one of the best Halloween movies, even though I don't consider it to be a horror movie. I love that crap when I was a kid. I love the three actresses. I think they're awesome in these roles. The sequel is just not as good. But I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I also want to bring up the fact that because Roxy tends to forget what happens in movies. I want to ask her, <laughs> the queen of TV, what spooky TV shows, if any, do you watch this season, Mija? I always watch whatever's hot that season in terms of the spooky season TV show. So this year, that is The Midnight Club, which is the new Mike Flanagan show. Every year there tends to be a show, typically it is Mike Flanagan shows, that comes out, whether it's like American Horror Story or what? Uh, so Ryan Murphy does a lot of them too. I mean, I guess Dahmer was spooky season, uh, totally adjacent as well. But whatever is the new spooky season show that year, I watch. I'm actually loving The Midnight Club. It's not as powerful as Midnight Mass was for me. Uh, and I also loved Haunting of Hill House. But I do think it is, it, it is still super worth people watching because it came out this spooky season and every episode... They tell a different spooky season story, and that's really fun during this time period. Like, I actually think I'm enjoying the show much more because it's out in October. And so it's it's not an anthology series, but it's almost like getting a little different mini movie every episode of a different horror story, which is really cool. That's awesome. And man, Mike Flanagan really killing it because he's not the typical horror director or creator that makes you know just like the slasher type of film or tv show like midnight mass is all about grief and you know uh, cult followings and all of these different themes like it's it's my favorite thing he's ever done so uh, i need to watch the midnight club i need to get on that you're definitely right and d you're kind of hitting the nail on the head on my favorite kind of spooky season content which is that stuff that is spooky but isn't slasher, it's more like it makes you think about the horrors of the world. Hell yeah. I'm super in on that. Like, you know what's really spooky? Religion. <laughs> you know what's really spooky? Homophobia. And like, he just does not shy away from that shit. And, uh, well, he, he, he does shy away from being homophobic. I'm saying he doesn't shy away from showing the actual horrors of the world. You know what's really spooky? The concept of this show this season, which is a bunch of terminally ill kids. And that's really fucking spooky and creepy and, and horrifying to watch. And so I love that kind of stuff. And the other stuff that I usually love is sitcom stuff, which is the exact opposite. But like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, they all have amazing one-off Halloween episodes that every season I go back and rewatch them. Uh, the slutty pumpkin one for How I Met Your Mother is just to die for. It's bizarre because I don't understand the costume is not slutty. As uh, I'll I'll argue with anybody about that, but there's really good ones that 
uh, on any of your modern family does another great one any sitcom that you love has probably had a spooky season episode or a halloween episode that are good do you watch south parks no are they good so good so good so like witchy and out of control they have like jack and crack witch week where all the men take part in doing jack and crack and it's unbelievable (laughs) Wait, I need to get on this. You got to. It's a really great episode. Really, really good. Also, I mean, obviously, The Simpsons does their Halloween episode. Uh, you were talking about sitcoms. I love the community Halloween episodes, or I know we're all Buffy fans here. Obviously, Buffy has a bunch of great Halloween episodes every season. So lots of fun stuff to watch. Every Buffy episode is kind of a Halloween episode, though, just because anything that's supernatural or vampire related is a Halloween thing. Totally. So uh, I'm glad you guys brought up the family movies like Seth did and then uh, Roxy with the TV shows. I am obviously the queen of horror here. I will call myself that. I cannot talk about all my favorite horror movies because this podcast would never end. So I just wanted to bring up what I actually make sure that I watch every Halloween season. And my favorite Halloween movie of all time is Trick or Treat. And that's by Michael Doherty. It's not as well known amongst the people that are not huge horror fans, but I try to recommend it to everybody because it's such a cool cult classic now, even though it was made in like the 2000s. And it stars a bunch of people from like Anna Paquin, people that you actually would know that weren't maybe as famous back then, but it is an anthology movie. And it's got all these different, really cool, different Halloween stories around it in the same town, but they're all intertwined in a really majestic way. And it's it's just such a freaking cool movie. And it has like one of the newest, most recent kind of horror characters that's famous. Like, you know how we have like Freddy Krueger and Jason. We have this little guy called Sam in this movie who's like a really cute kind of little creepy fuck. But yeah, so Sam is great and it's just a really fun movie. It's creepy. It's funny. Uh, there's a line where where this creep son yells, Charlie Brown's an asshole. It's just got everything. I highly recommend Trick or Treat if you haven't seen it. It's really great. I watch it every year. And of course, I try to watch some of my favorite horror movies, everything from John Carpenter's The Thing to Nightmare on Elm Street and The Omen and all the classics because, look, I watch horror movies all year. But during this time, I like to show horror movies to people that like they haven't seen it. So I'm glad Steph watched Alien, but maybe she'll let me show her Barbarian, which is my favorite horror movie of the year. I'm definitely down. Just as a side question for you, Dee, do you think Charlie Brown is an asshole? Yes. Steph? I'm not familiar. I can't speak on Charlie too much. I need a little bit more facts before I tarnish his name. (laughs) But I think that the black-haired girl was kind of bitchy, the clips I do remember of her. Lucy Van Pelt. Lucy, but kind of a boss. Charlie is a little selfish. I will say, yeah, you can be a little selfish. And also uh, just a little, you know, when people are heads in the clouds and so they don't see what they actually need to see. Yeah. And that can be rude. So I, I honestly, the second D said it, I was like, hmm, that movie has a point a little bit. Made you think, right? It did. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, we can talk about horror movies, like I said, for a while, but we don't have time. So let's move on to things we actually like to do during this time, which is events or movie festivals, et cetera, et cetera. So we actually just got to go to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios for the second year in a row. We got to go last year. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Steph, last year was your first time going to a haunted house type event, correct? 
or you went once and then you never wanted to go back and then I made you? Yeah. So in high school or middle school or high school, one of the two, I went to one uh, in San Diego. Ours is called Scream Zone. And I think then they were doing the whole touching thing and I got like body slammed against a wall and I was like, why the fuck? what i pay to be body slammed by a werewolf like this makes no sense to me at all so i i didn't want to do them but for the love of the world i will do them with you guys how did you feel your second year versus your first year spoilers for the upcoming uh, episode that's going to go on youtube so last year i had no information about how things were done and I didn't realize how these actors that work at these events are truly very perceptive actors and they prey on the weak and last year I got fucking annihilated (laughs) and I would run because it's scary and then I realized that they target runners so this year I came in with a clean slate and I really thought about it all week like trying to game plan it didn't work because fear in the moment will catch you and I wasn't prepared. So next year, training's going to start earlier. Steph screamed multiple times, I'm being profiled, I'm being targeted. <laughs> it, it was incredible to watch. Like they they smelt it on her. She really tried the brave face and they looked at her and they were like, LOL, you think we can't see through that? We know. Well, the funny thing was for me too is that compared to last year when she was full on screaming, I whenever I take a scaredy cat friend to those events, the second year they do way better. Like they, they've learned a little bit, but her scream this year turned into ay 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 multiple times. <laughs> I don't even remember that. It was so good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ay-yay-yay-yay-yay, like that. You would keep going. The one line I kept repeating too is like a nervous syndrome. I kept saying, I don't like you, <laughs> straight to their faces. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the scare actors. Wonderful, wonderful at their job. So I, we've gone to this event, but there's so many other events going on in LA, especially, you know, uh, Not Scary Farm, which is great, uh, The Haunted Hayride. But I also took you guys, uh, Roxy, to Delusion. Can you talk a little bit about not just your experience there, but something funny that happened that night? Yeah, no, I'm glad you're asking me about this because Steph doesn't remember all of Delusion because she got a concussion after running into a wood panel that she thinks all of a sudden lowered somehow, but was there the entire time. So Dee took us to this place called Delusion, which one of the great parts about living in LA is that anything done here is done incredibly well because the haunted houses out here are typically done by people who work in the entertainment industry or like have access to things that when I lived in Boston you don't have the same kind of access it's not the same kind of haunted houses back there it's like very mom and pop kind of like hodgepodge together out here it's like a whole production so this one called delusion that I had never been to Steph hadn't been to Digo's every year every year there's a different theme we went last year and it was legitimately creepy. It, it was done. I think they changed the location, right, D? Every year it's in a, it was in a different spot. They usually do. The This year and last was the same because it's hard for them to find actual places to rent. 
but but they definitely change the theme every year and and like you said it's filmmakers that you know do production design and all this crap and it's pretty amazing so it just looks like a movie set almost like you go in and every single detail is incredible and they also include you in the experience it's not the same as walking through a haunted house at universal horror nights which is awesome but that's more like you're a sh- you're one of the sheep you are one of thousands of people that are going to be walking through there that night i say thousands but really i feel like it's a million that could be a really far off number i'm not sure but at delusion it's a small group and you're getting specialized attention and every member of the group is doing something a little different like i remember last year they took Frank, uh, it was very upsetting for me when I realized he had been taken or like I had to deal with a doll and was in charge of communication. Steph had to run furiously uh, and hit herself on the head. You know, everybody's got a different job. That was Steph's. (laughs) So it was amazing. I'm really upset that I didn't go this year because I thought it was so cool. But the other thing about them being so well done is that they are extremely pricey out here. Like back east when you go to a haunted house, it's five dollars. Out here, it's a hundred. Yeah, that's quite the the thing about living in LA, huh? Isn't it for all of us? Thank you all uh, for supporting this podcast and the World Girls and letting us pay our bills to still live in this wonderful city. So wait, quickly, I can't in good conscience let the audience not have a warning if they do delusion. These two are delusion now. The they added the al to it after attending the event with me because what Roxy described is her. Um, in Darina's account of the event. So the two people that weren't concussed account. <laughs> yeah. And my, this is what happened. So if anything like this happens to you guys, they said, someone has to grab the keys. We were in a room. Someone has to grab the keys. But when the witch wakes up, you have to run. And so they all pushed me to grab the keys And lo and behold, I go and grab the keys. This witch bitch wakes up in two seconds, opens her creepy eyes, and then the lights turn off. I start running and the... And what happens, Steph? The door... So you know how the tops of doors have the panel? Well, it lowered. And I ran right into it like a linebacker. Like straight up. Right. So somehow the wood panel on the door lowered. Right. Correct. (laughs) And how to do that? Magic. It's Halloween. Oh, that's a good point. Solid. Yeah, they moved the wood in the building that was constructed. And and they they just moved that in that instant, Steph. Right? That's what happened? For sure. So just don't run. walk that's all i'm saying (laughs) look all i remember is i was behind steph and i saw her fall back hit her head fall backwards to the floor she looked (laughs) like a bugs bunny cartoon that's what you look like and then i i was like are you okay because i was i was so shocked because you were all of a sudden your head's on my feet because you fell completely backwards and then i helped you get up we find roxy i tell roxy watch this one she's probably concussed well i saw her on the ground i didn't watch it happen i see stuff on the ground and i'm like what the fuck i thought she had just like run and sat because she was so scared but then d says watch her yeah and i was like why and you said she Full force ran into the wooden door. And she might be concussed. Totally. I was 100% concussed. I'm like a pretty fast runner. And when I tell you I came at that with speed, (laughs) I did straight to the dome. You had a bump immediately. I mean, immediately. Immediately. Legend has it. The video still exists, but they wouldn't give it to us. So tell me why. Because they moved the door. In your your experience, they moved the door. So that you don't sue them? 
<laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's fun. I, I wish you guys could see, though, back. That's fun. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun that you got concussed. Back east, the there are some really cool haunted houses, though, but they're usually like it would be as if me, I decided at my house, I'm going to turn it into a haunted house. And usually they do them for charity. And you go like flip your whole house and there's no rules. Boston has very few rules with this kind of thing. So people will grab you from under beds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they will like, I remember there's this one guy who every year he would do this charity haunted house. You'd go, I think it was $5, $7, something like that. And you'd walk through the whole house and they would do everything they could to scare the living shit out of you. Like they're really trying to scare you. There would be chainsaws close to you, people grabbing under the bed. Like they would um, do these, you know how when you're at Disney and they want you to think that there's cockroaches or something, they blow those gusts of air. They would like throw different feathers and gusts of things at you, whatever it was. You would walk out shook. Like they were legit scary. That is the one part I miss because out here, they're really visually cool, but haunted houses out here aren't very scary, at least not for me and D. I, that wasn't a shot at you. Steph is like, speak for yourself. <laughs> How close are you to Salem? I was going to just ask. Yeah. So now they've done something really cool where they've created a ferry that goes from Boston to Salem and it's all part of the experience. I haven't done it yet because it's new and I, I'm so excited for when I do. But we used to take the bus there for school, like as a school field trip for spooky season. We did it a few times and then they would put on Blair Witch Project it would be like 45 minutes to an hour. But I, as a kid, I have no gauge on whether that was with traffic or what the deal was. It's not that far. It's definitely doable. Like if you go to Boston, you can go to Salem in the same way that if you live where I live on the west side, I can go to Steph in the valley. Like it's like that. Cool. I need to do that. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you think that's like a like since you've experienced Halloween time in Salem, is that a cool is that a worth it bucket list item that most people should have on their list in America? If you're Darina, a hundred percent. Like if you're a Darina type person who loves spooky season, you gotta make it to Salem. For you, Steph, I do think you you would think it'd be cool because there's a lot of history there, and a lot of it is about extreme sexism. Uh, and the sexism of the time and like I said like really actual spooky things so I think you'd really appreciate it there and you would like it but I don't know that I'm like Steph this has got to be on your bucket list but if you're if you're a horror junkie if you love spooky season the number one place I've ever been to is in Salem it's like every corner there's something it's a whole town for it it's just it's unbelievable hell yeah that's gonna happen we're gonna give that a whirl hopefully one day together you know, it's interesting, Roxy, that you said that you don't think the houses here are as scary, but there are definitely other companies that do, I think, more involved experiences. Like there's a company that was doing this thing called Alone, where you literally had to go by yourself from room to room and they would touch you like you would sign a liability that they would touch you. Steph would die. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, you'd have to like literally have me strapped under contract. <laughs> You're so right, D. I have not. I that's on me that I the ones I've gone to out here aren't like that. I'm sure there are really scary ones out here. But just I mean, the commercial ones out here, they're not as scary. The ones you don't have to sign your rights away for <laughs> totally yeah. and there's also yeah like there's people in their neighborhood houses that just have that i love that people do that i wouldn't want to do that in my home but i appreciate that the other thing that i wanted to briefly talk about 
other than going to like these haunted events is movie festivals. So there's actually spooky movie festivals going around uh, in September and October leading up to Halloween. And there is Fantastic Fest in Austin and then Beyond Fest in Los Angeles. And I've been to both uh, several years and it's one of my favorite things to do. I'm literally with my people. I just took Steph and Roxy for the first time to Beyond Fest this year. They saw everybody there was a freaking weirdo like me. Everyone's just there to celebrate movies and burn Hollywood. <laughs> and we've been able to see uh, movie premieres premieres like Halloween Ends, the latest installment to the really weird David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy. So check those out if you're in those areas, because if you're into spooky things and kind of like genre fantasy horror uh, movies, those are really great places to go and meet people that are just as passionate as you about these movies. Yeah, I remember when we were drinking at the bar beforehand, D, also somebody came and gave us a flyer and was like, here's an after party for anybody who wants to come to this thing. And I think that if you are a horror junkie and you want to meet like-minded people, especially if you're new to a city, that's a really cool way to meet other fans it's like that, that like things that you like is to go to these things and then go to the after parties or the events. There was one person who came up to D who was wearing a shining top. Um, she was wearing the shining top and the person came up and was like, holy shit, you're on my bingo card. <laughs> and we were like, what? And on his bingo card, it was like, find somebody wearing a top from The Shining. No way. Yeah, and he showed it to us. And like they, that's a cool way to talk to somebody, you know? I want to do that. Yeah, it was fun. I, I felt like Christoph Waltz in, uh, in Glorious Bastards. I was like, that's a bingo. So I want to talk now about a little bit about Obviously, one of my favorite things to do that actually happens to be one of Roxy and Steph's favorite things to do, and that's Halloween, like actually dressing up in costume and choosing the costume uh, of this year that you're going to be, which is really fun and also difficult because we are older now and we've been many things in previous years. So, Steph, can you talk a little bit about what costumes you've done? What's your favorite and like how you actually come up with or how you're coming up with this costume this year? And can you spoil us? Yeah, I'm still picking between a few, but I fucking love costumes. I think all of us grew up with like SNL and dress up and just performance shit. And so I live for a costume. For me, it's like the perfect time. Like one day out of the Halloween season, I'll dress up like as a total like hoe costume. And then another day, I usually like want to be a man costume that I've wanted to be for a while. And I get to flex both of those. It's such a cool holiday in that sense. So one of my favorite costumes that I've done, uh, when I was in fifth grade, I actually got like a pimple or some like a rash or something on one of my cheeks. And this was at the same time that Nelly would wear a white sticker on his cheek. And I was like, wow, this is the perfect thing. I can cover the pimple and be Nelly, who at this time was just fucking running shit. So I thought that was pretty creative with dealing with a pimple or uh, something on your face. I've also done JLo when she went to the, I think it was the, 2003 or 2006 something like that vmas when she was dating p diddy it's like this iconic white look she's in like all white it's like hella bedazzled bedazzled her belly button and i do have to say i feel like i murdered it at the time i was dating a guy i gave like p diddy's wearing a hat that with a p sunglasses that are so readily available everywhere in a chain and i had the chain picked out ready 
All he had to do is the other two couldn't do it. And I was like, how am I going to show up with this heat and you be the second half that sucks ass? But whatever. I, that was still fun. Then this year, I've been thinking too. I love doing icon looks that I love. When I have more money, I want to do some of Cher's looks. That will take a little bit more time and investment and bead work. Maybe Roxy can sew that in for me. I'm with you. She Her stuff is every year I think about it and every year I'm like, this is going to be $500. At least. Yeah, minimum. And you have to know someone who can stitch because you can't just buy shit like that. But this year, I think um, I'm in between either uh, Christina Aguilera's the pop dirty pop look she did with the yellow leather pants and she has like black and blonde streaks in her hair and it's like braided or Elle Woods when they tried to dupe her ass to a Halloween party and said it was costume and none of them were in costume and she was such a bad bitch that she's like, oh, you're not going to embarrass me, even though she was embarrassed. She still showed up being like so confident which i've never forgotten that scene so i think that one would be a fun easier look to do and then i want to do the more cowbell look from will ferrell from snl hell yeah i love that you're always your favorite iconic people or moments uh, and you do a good job at like last year you were shakira and Roxy was Brittany. I know one year we all want to be Fran Drescher's The Nanny, so hopefully we can pull that off one, one year. But uh, Roxy, what do you got for us? Are you going to spoil your costume? I am not going to spoil it. It's a big surprise, big reveal. No, I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. I've been looking. I ordered two different parts of it uh, this week, but I can't find the main piece. And if I can't find the main piece, then I can't do the whole thing. So we'll see. But what I try to do every year is I try to pick the person that I relate to. Like, it's something about them affected me that year. But also, I only do sexy Halloween costumes. So that's the stipulation on it. Like, I love to look hot on Halloween. It is my favorite time to look hot. I think if somebody told me I had to not look hot on Halloween, I would cry. I, I The thought of dressing up, one year somebody tried to ask me if I would dress up as a Teletubby with them for Halloween. I was like, can we make it sexy? And <laughs> They were like, no. And I was like, then why would we do that? Um, it just like that to me would be like a, a no fly zone. I don't know why. To me, Halloween is sexy time for me. One of my favorite things I ever did, and this was out of necessity, when you're broke, you're broke and you figure it out. So I put duct tape all over my body, literally to me, and wrote sex on it. And I was a sex tape. <laughs> and the, the whole thing is me in a tube top of tape. <laughs> And it just says sex. How the fuck did you get it all? I, how Did that not hurt your nipples taking that out? So fucking painful, but broke bitch do what a broke bitch do. I hear ya. Very creative. Wow, that's really revolutionary. I was there when Rocks last year did Britney. And this was like really at the peak of like everyone reigniting their love for Britney. And it was actually such a phenomenal moment for me as just the person who was there with her. She's like, yeah, I wonder if people are going to like be a part of the like be into the look. When I tell you every corner that we turned. Brittany! <laughs> Free Brittany! I love you, Brittany! Like everyone, straight, gay, queer, whatever the fuck was into Brittany. It was amazing. It was one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> Feel, feeling wise I felt like a star I, I can't imagine it's just that that was one of my favorite costumes too for sure 
for sure. That was a great one. Oh, good times. You know what's funny is I'm glad Roxy brought up the sexy Halloween costume because I used to despise that when I was a teenager. Like, I was like, how dare they, you know, this is like offensive to horror fans everywhere. Like, back when I was a snob and I was all, you know, listening to Nine Inch Nails and I thought the Spice Girls suck. And now I understand that Say You'll Be There's a great song. So I was very anti, like, okay, now they're making Elmo sexy. You know, they're making the freaking Muppet sexy. What's going on? Baby, sexy baby. <laughs> the fucking vaccine. They have a sexy vaccine, bro. Of course they do. Like, what? I want it. Give it to me. No, I think you should pick sexy things inherently. It is weird to make something not sexy, sexy sometimes. Um, it, it is super fucking weird. But like, I don't know, D, sexy nun, when you, when, the other day I saw an outfit of yours that I was like, I get the sexy nun thing. Yeah. So that's the thing. Now I've learned that if you truly love Halloween, if you truly love October, the most wonderful time of the year, you have to let the people be who they want to be. This is the time that humans get to be who they want to be. And if they want to be sexy, hell yeah, because I'm all freaking, you know, I've gotten rid of my Catholic guilt. I'm all for sex positivity now. So I've definitely done some sexy costumes, not the sex tape. That's brilliant. But what I usually go for is for my favorite characters in movies. So I've done everybody from like Morticia Adams to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman from Batman Returns, to uh, Julie Newmar's Catwoman. I've also done more obscure shit like The Love Witch, which I need to show you that movie because it's brilliant. And then I've also done uh, what people call crossplay, which is doing dude costumes. And one of my favorite ones that I did was the Joker, specifically Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. This woman that I know that's an amazing makeup artist did my makeup that day and added glitter and all this shit. And it was just, it was just so much fun. Uh, going to parties and embodying these characters and getting drunk and like, you know, doing the <laughs> laugh. And, and I just love dressing up for Halloween with my favorite movie icons and, and playing the part as I'm intoxicated at somebody's party. So I'm, I've also been um, Pris from Blade Runner. If you're a sci-fi junkie like myself, love doing that, even though a lot of people thought I was Atomic Blonde, which is fine because Charlize Theron is great. Um, so I can go on and on. Like, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I'm sure I, I was Wednesday Adams like twice in a row, uh, two years in a row when I was a little kid. Like, it's, it's just, I just love dressing up for Halloween. It's one of my favorite things, even though... It can get expensive and it is a lot of work and it's time consuming to come up with a good costume for sure. The money though, like th that money part is just so frustrating because sometimes when I look at certain celeb costumes and I'm like, oh, that's sick. I want to think about doing that next year. And then I'm like, they probably dropped $25,000 on that. On some <laughs> costumes, yeah. Yeah, like remember Heidi Klum's Jessica Rabbit? Amazing. It's one of my favorites ever. I want to be Jessica Rabbit so bad, but it's like, get that, just the dress alone. Yeah, it's money, man. Uh, speaking of hopefully cheaper things to do, let's move on to our last category, and then we're going to be hearing from our world friends. So food and crafts. So there are a bunch of different things that people do and families do to get together in the holiday season. And so I want to ask what you guys do. The only thing I usually do is Day of the Dead. So I'll talk a little bit about that when I was a kid. Obviously, the crafty thing that comes to mind is building an altar, which uh, we got to do that 
a couple of years ago now, I, I actually taught the girls how to build an altar. We gave Day of the Dead a world together. So Steph, do you want to talk about that? And just in general, if there's something you do that's spooky or foods that you like to eat during the season? Yeah, Day of the Dead, Dia de Muertos was awesome. I celebrated it growing up because I was I'm from San Diego, but I had never built as a meaningful as an altar as what we did we all brought a lot of things that meant a lot to us and honored the people who had passed that we loved so much and got to know a lot about each other in the making of that and it's such a cool way to learn how other cultures talk about and celebrate and remember death and their loved ones so that i i, I want to actually do more of dia de muerto stuff it's like so fucking cool but in as soon as it hits October, I am fully a pumpkin bitch. Like I love pumpkin flavored everything. And I hate to be basic, but sometimes you got to be basic. And I had my first pumpkin spice latte with oat milk this week. And I was like, damn, this shit really is fire. It really is fire. <laughs> It's so weird, man. It's everywhere and everybody loves drinking that. I think it's so gross, but people love it. It's really good. I've never tried it, so I guess you can't knock it till you try it. Imagine if the first coffee I ever have is pumpkin something. Hilarious. It can't be because you're a purist. I know with your tea, I, we've decided that I think with coffee, you got to do the espresso. Pumpkin bread slaps though. Agreed. Slaps. Chocolate chips. Woo. Chocolate chip pumpkin bread, like I could, I don't understand why it goes out of style starting in December. That's fucked up. It should, it should last all year round, and it should be the only thing. Like a pumpkin bread chocolate chip breakfast feels like you're having fucking cake. Delicious. So, Roxy, I want to hear from you because you're not just our fellow East coast world girl but in general i haven't done a lot of american traditions until recently like i just carved my first pumpkin a couple years ago but i've never i've only heard of bobbing for apples i have no idea what it is what the hell is it can you tell us about it yeah so one of the cool things about me <laughs> ah, that was my favorite intro to a sentence you've ever had <laughs> Just scratch that, scratch that. One of one of the things about me is that you guys know I was a Girl Scout for 13 years and we would do a Halloween party every year. And so there would be a lot of different Halloween specific crafts. My mom was my troop leader and she was really good at this kind of shit. And every year we would do a bobbing for apples competition. We also would do an eat the donut off the string thing. If you guys have ever seen that, that's wild too. But okay, so bobbing for apples is fucking disgusting. You guys know I'm a liquid germaphobe, which means that I made sure I every single time I would have to go first because with COVID, I don't think that anybody will ever bob for apples ever again. But what you, you would do is you would fill an entire bucket of water and apples. And you would, hands behind your back, put your head in and try to grab an apple with your mouth and and get it out. And uh, then the next person goes and the next person goes and, and typically it's timed and you see who could do it the quickest or, or how it works. Sometimes if you have a big enough bucket, more people are doing it at once, like three people at once. It's fucking disgusting germ-wise. I mean, disgusting. So I would go first every year and I was not very good at it. I think D, you'd be excellent. Or is it because I got a big mouth? You have a really good mouth. Yeah. My little ass mouth would be like, ah, ah. just nothing. <laughs> yeah, I would need a small apple. Like no honey crisp would be allowed. All right. Maybe that's a future World Girls episode then. The thing that I recommend is the donut thing though. So you would take 
powdered donuts and hang them on strings. And then with no hands, you would um, try to eat the entire donut, powdered donut off the string. You would end up with powder all over your face. We looked like a bunch of 12-year-old cocaine addicts. Like it was just – it's so fun. And that's a way more hygienic f- form of bobbing for apples but like reaching for for donuts. That's my suggestion for all of you artsy foodies. And tastier for like a treat. Yeah. There's not that many powdered donuts out here. Like back home – Powdered donuts are kind of the it donut. I love powdered donuts. Oh, really? Maybe I just haven't found the right places out here. No, I agree. They're not a lot of places. Yeah, it's like every donut place you go back home, they have a powdered donut. That's like the it girl thing. See, this is why this is to me is the best season. You got everything. You got horror movies. You got your uh, weird foods and activities. You got your haunted houses. Uh, so we also want to hear from the world friends about what your guys' favorite thing is. Like we asked a lot of our uh, audience members to let us know what you guys do during spooky season. And so let's start with Echo Spider here. What up, Danny? Who says, every spooky season, I try to, at some point, watch The Exorcism of Emily Rose. One of my favorite horror movies, but also I try to get as much pan de muerto as I can because it's delicious. I completely agree with uh, Echo Spider here. I love Day of the Dead, not just because we get to celebrate our loved ones that passed. And we I think building an altar is a beautiful thing that you can do with the Sempasuchi flowers and obviously the candles and photos. But one of my favorite things is buying the freaking Day of the Dead bread, the pan de muerto, because it's got a little bit of sugar on it. It's delicious. You guys had it for the first time a couple years ago, right? Yeah, that shit slaps. I've grown up on it. I was like, crack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that shit is so fucking good. Because my first time. Thank you for uh, popping my cherry. Yeah, that's it. It's kind of like churro bread. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, pan, pan dulce. Uh, but uh, Echo Spider also says it's so funny that that he tries to watch Exorcism of Emily Rose because at first I thought I was like, oh, I wonder if he's trying to watch it and he can't finish it because it's so scary. I think it would scare the crap out of Steph. I never saw it. I hate this movie. I totally. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I grew up. I, I don't know if I finished it, but I really part of the reason I don't like horror movies, is, as you guys know, is I think anything's possible. And I definitely think some exorcism shit is possible. And when this bitch started swinging her neck around and projectile vomiting, no, (laughs) no. Did you watch The Exorcist? Yeah, I think so. She throws up on the wall everywhere and shit, right? She crawls. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, because these are two different movies, so... Steph, you believe in the devil? I believe in like negative, like evil spirits. I don't know if it's like the one and only devil, but an evil spirit for sure. But are you like the gooch, the mom that thinks that the witchcraft from Hocus Pocus is going to come through the screen? Definitely. Word. No, I believe in, I no, 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 of <laughs> course not. That shit's all fake. They, she was literally saying like foods in one of the spells, like spirulina and shit, <laughs> if you were actually, I put the subtitles on to look. It, I, I do believe in like witchy shit and spirits, but no, movies and stuff, no. No, that's too extreme. All right. Well, uh, Steph, will you read the next world friend, please? Uh, yes. Jake Yacoveta, this is so savage, says, I always make sure my front porch light is off on Halloween so those freeloading ass kids don't interrupt my night to ask me for candy. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And I totally get that. I love Halloween, but I don't want to spend all night at home opening the door. I want to go party. 
So unless you're ha- you're actually taking like the night off of Halloween to do that, then I get that. D, have you ever gone trick or treating? Well, when I was a kid, I was in Mexico, and Halloween's not as maybe now, but when I was a kid, Halloween was frowned upon. Right. So I think that there was definite like my mom took me to get candy, but there was only like a couple of places you could do that. at. Most people wouldn't have their houses decorated or be giving out candy in Mexico, which is a bummer. I hope that's changed. I feel like we should put on onesies and try to go trick or treating. I'm so down. We could wear a mask. I'm down. That would be amazing. D's first real trick or treating. D. We actually, sh- I'm so serious. If oh, You're not going to be here, I don't think, but like. I am going to be here. Oh, oh, I thought you weren't there the actual day. No, I'm here on Halloween. Oh, excellent. Well, I think we should do that. We share a calendar staff. You got to stock it better. <laughs> you mean you're not looking at it every day like Roxy to know where we are? That's your job, Roxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your job to let me know. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I know where she is. She, I know where she is the weekend before. I know where she's going to be on Halloween. I know that she's thinking about doing something on Halloween. She's asked us if we would like to attend the thing she's thinking about doing on Halloween actual night. And instead, we're now thinking about going trick-or-treating. You got to keep up. Uh, well, trick-or-treating is crucial. Like I think kids are annoying a lot of times, but I do think it's such a, for me, like inside-out moment, like a core memory is trick-or-treating. It's so fucking fun. Especially when the neighborhood is nice. Usually, like, there's only, like, three peak hours of trick-or-treating. So, it's annoying for three hours. But if you're in a neighborhood that does it, like, you kind of are accustomed. You know it's going to happen. Steph, what time would your parents make you stop trick-or-treating? I think 10 p.m. Mine was 10 also. Ooh, we were living on the edge. (laughs) The edge. Because a lot of kids had, like, 9 p.m. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Not my parents. I got over 200 pieces of candy. (laughs) We would count them each and every single one of them. I would separate them by the kind. Yeah, traits. Because I never wanted Almond Joy. Oh, my God. Who wants Almond Joy? Disgusting. Who the fuck? It's disgusting. Why the fuck are you giving Almond Joy? I would rather get razors in my candy than Almond Joy. Almond Joy is really gross. I agree with that. (laughs) My mom loved it, man. It's so weird. Uh, Roxy, can you read the next world friend, please? Absolutely. I think you're going to like this one, D, from Cassandra Santos, who says, me and my daughters end every Halloween watching Trick or Treat. Yes, Cassandra. She knows what's up. Uh, that is a true horror fan right there. I'm telling you, man, I'm not the only one. Trick or Treat is a fantastic movie, the best Halloween movie. This actually made me very sad, though, because, and I don't know, Cassandra, maybe it won't happen to you. I'm hoping that it doesn't, but. I remember then you do things with your family on Halloween night and then they'll get to the years where you're in high school and you're like, oh, mom, I don't want to watch a movie tonight. I don't want to do, I want to go out with my friends. And I just like hope for you, Cassandra, that forever you and your daughters watch this movie together. Me too, man. And that's a good point, Roxy. Like that's, if I ever had kids, I always thought of that. I was like, wow, what if they don't like horror or goth music? Like what if they literally are into like reality TV and Taylor Swift? Like that would be my nightmare and they hate trick or treat. So Cassandra, good for you. You're raising good kids. Auntie Roxy would absolutely force them to watch things that you were not happy about d <laughs> i'm like buying only pink 
thrills. Oh, man. So the last thing on our schedule today is our patrons. Uh, if you sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the world girls, uh, you can ask us questions and uh, watch our pretty little faces here on the podcast. And you actually can watch what Roxy was showing us, which is her costume. So we have a question here from Mr. John Lestrina, who says, you have one candy bar to pick full size. What is it? Mine is Twix. This is a cheat, but mine would never be that. It would be Skittles or Starburst or Sour Patch Kids. Like I don't actually really enjoy any of those candy bars that much. I'm with you, Roxy. I when I was a kid, I did. When I was a kid, my go-to uh, I was a weirdo, so it was either something like Crunch or Hershey's bar with almonds. Steph just judged you. The way Steph just judged you was. Crazy. Crunch is such a secondhand candy. <laughs> like Oh really? Are we are we candy bar snobs now? Is that what's happening? What's next? Rolos? Loved Rolos. Rolos were excellent. My my handle was literally Rolo36 was my first handle ever. Rolo slap. Oh my gosh. Did you have a lot of cavities? No, none. No, not never until like two years ago. A legend. I was a good teeth brusher. It's like the caramel shit, like milk duds, which I like too, would just fuck up my shit. I eat Rolos with my front teeth. Oh, okay. I bite it. I suck out the caramel and then put it in. Otherwise, it'd be stuck on your back molars. Word. That's good to know. It's how I eat Reese's too. I love the approach to candy. That's my choice. Reese's full size me any day elite choice. Reese's is pretty good. Would you call that a candy bar? I think so. If I had to go candy bar, Reese's Nutrageous. I like the Nutrageous bar a lot. It's hard to find these days though. Word. What is it? Oh my gosh, so dank, bro. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's nut packed. <laughs> Apparently it's better than crunch is what I'm finding out. Yeah, my bad, Deep. It came at you hard. My bad. It's a decent chocolate. <laughs> this is D. D's like, listen, here are all the things I've done in my life. Here are all the jobs I've worked, all the companies I've worked. Here's how I love. Here's who I love. Steph's like, absolutely, babe. D's like, I like crunch. Steph's like, that's too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> I've literally had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you taste crunch now and see what you think. What, you like Three Musketeers, second best, too? Hell yeah, Three Musketeers was the shit, man. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Shout out to Butterfinger. For sure, Butterfingers were good. That that was a good one. Yeah. That I agree with, yes. Uh, who would have thought that the World Girls uh, debate would go into the candy bar situation there? Thank you, John Lestrina. So I think we're done here. Thanks for being a bitch out of water with us and listening to us talk about our favorite things to do during spooky season. If you want to get all the World Girl things, go to patreon.com slash the World Girls. You can watch our podcast tapings live, ask questions, see our faces, get a bunch of cool benefits while being part of the best community on the internet. You can also email us at contact at theworldgirls.com. We go live on youtube.com slash theworldgirls every Monday and Wednesday. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Twitter and TikTok at The World Girls and on Instagram at World Girls Walk. We recently started this podcast, so please tell your friends about us. Subscribe, leave a review. We're all gonna die, so don't be a dick, especially to witches, because we'll hex you. Stay wet, my friends.